0: out of 10 movies how many do you think you turn off early you switch off
1: i think since the advent of
0: netflix
1: lots <clears throat> to, do to you? All worrying oh yeah definitely and a lot of the time it's why netflix like... well i mean i think well i would say it's a case of um don't
0: ever go at netflix please in case they listen
1: yeah, this is quite right we might be ruining future sponsorship deals here this is this is the ultimate bridge i'm burning as i speak as i verbalize this next sentence <clears throat> but i think it's a case of um uh it can if my attention drops even slightly i've got a mobile phone to play on i've got a kettle i can warm up and have more coffee and then life just gets in the way and i just rarely go what times back.
0: your last coffee of the day
1: My last... Oh, it's got to be a well-timed coffee, because if not, I'm in Urination City through the entire night.
0: Wow, what would Urination City look like?
1: Well, i put it this way. When we did that Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, watch-along, I had one slightly late then. I think it was about 7 o'clock, wasn't it? We started watching that. And I was up and up, in and out of bed
0: 24-7. I didn't sleep well that night. No, I didn't. No. Too much Indiana Jones excitement, it plays with the bladder. I had a late night tea at about seven o'clock.
1: Yeah, we both did. I remember you having one and thinking, oh, he's having one, it doesn't matter. I can have one too. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like remember having cigarettes behind the bike shed. But you reckon, so how many feel out of 10, in the next 10 films you watch, how many drink, you'll turn off and go, nah, turn off early.
1: I, do you know what? With Netflix, it's terrible to say, but I would say probably two out of the 10 I would watch all the way through. I know it's appalling, and I, I, I'm slapping my wrist as I say it. But and it's not—it's not that the films are particularly that that poor. It's just a case of number one, there's low. It's not like I've gone to the video shop, and I brought back those two specific videos or DVDs. I have a—I have got the key to the um the top, the chocolate factory. So, if I want to, if I get bored of the Twix halfway through, there's a twirl or a whisper around the corner. And I can, do you remember at Christmas? Do you know what <laughs> no, I mean? You just yeah. like, you just go into cookie monster mode. You just yeah. devour. You just turn into, a, you turn into a movie termite with Netflix. It's true. Yeah. So and it's basically why celebrities can never stay married. There's a better looking woman always around the corner. All right. So that's too much, isn't it? I have to, that's very, I can't, I've just liken women to cars there, which is terrible. You can't <laughs> and do that Twixes. at all. Twixers and cars are laid that's terrible. Get rid of that. We're having a lovely time, then, we're getting on relating. Oh, I like to revert into sexism, which is a terrible thing.
0: Fucking okay, no. hell.
1: That is the reality with Netflix. Let me try to get off this now. <laughs> off women, but if we edit that out, it'd be greatly appreciated.
0: Do you want me to edit it out?
1: Maybe I should Maybe I should just, maybe it needs to be out there so I know that I, know I am what I am, and I've got to somehow I've got to somehow turn into a butterfly, do you know what I mean, and, yeah. and stop being that sexist caterpillar, basically.
0: So you're never going to get married, in case there's a woman just round the corner that looks Absolutely.
1: As, well. as I'm turning heads left... Hello, and
0: David. My name's Mrs. Twirl.
1: Goodness, as I drop Manzel Whisper on the floor. <laughs> And then, then, uh, then Lady Twirl wanders off and I go back for a whispering. she's like, no, no, no. Hello,
0: David. My name's Susie Crunchy.
1: Oh, good. You can imagine me in the, the larder now in my dressing gown running along my arms open. Pleased to meet you, Dave Edwards.
0: Yeah. Hello, David. Hello, David. Where are the buttons? The jockey oh. buttons?
1: I like the sound of you. Sort of in my sort of Roger Moore cravat and silk dressing gown moonwalking around the,
0: the Alada. <laughs> so there are too many films. I get it. I totally get it. Too many films. And too many distractions. When you're in the cinema,
1: <clears throat> psychologically, you're preparing yourself for that film in the car, aren't you? But then all, all, these la-
0: all these ladies keep walking in.
1: I know. What a disaster. That'll yeah. be my next thing. I'll, I'll be wanting films where it's just men, like toilets, just gentlemen go to this film, so there's no uh, distractions. I don't know where no. I've gone with that. I've, got, I've lost my way with that metaphor, haven't
0: I? So you want a gentleman-only cinema? Gentleman-only cinema, so there's no uh,
1: female to distract you. Absolutely horrific. Someone's going to taser-gum me on the streets. I'm and so have to shake sorry, their hands everyone.
0: I do apologise. thank you. So I am
1: monster. I'm the Godzilla of uh,
0: sexism. So too, too many movies. So you're, you're saying this hasn't... You'll watch a film and go, this hasn't grabbed my attention immediately. Give me another movie
1: absolutely because i mean i mean even et even raids of the lost ark you know we watched a few days ago there'll be the odd drop do you know what i mean in like interest and that might be the case in the cinema when you might i know maybe i've, I've crossed no, the line no there. no no. but it's a case of that's that's perhaps when you um you know you focus on your popcorn a bit more for the next two to three
0: minutes or your rice cakes
1: oh, absolutely quite right absolutely there's a mix of different confectionery treats out there but it's a case of um with Netflix, if you're not consistently entertained and occupied, there's always. And you think you're going to go back to the film as well. You, you haven't actually said no to it, but deep, deep down, you're never going. Oh, I haven't. I think I may have. just I I deep, ultimate...
0: baby, deep, deep down, and this sugar. Yeah, we're going deep, baby, deep, deep, deep down. Yeah. Do you
1: remember that song? Absolutely. That was. I remember dancing to that in the old disco halls of uh 1990 yeah rating to that
0: one deep deep down yeah anyway what were you saying sorry I um, I um
1: yeah it was a case of like matrix 4 i've never seen that all the way through i always use that as the ultimate example
0: okay i've not i've only seen the one matrix
1: that's all you need to see pal the really? other three are just their um oh, what a shame they're uh their stepbrothers they're not even proper legitimate siblings they're just uh I don't know, Matrix 4 was okay. Matrix 2 is not too bad, when you watch it again. 3 is just all over the place. I mean, it's a lot of these things where The Matrix was just a great self-contained movie on its own. It didn't need a sequel. But, I mean, you know, um, that's just my pure thoughts. Listen
0: to this. Here yeah, we go, going deep, baby, deep, baby, deep down. down. Deep, baby, deep.
1: I remember listening to this on Top of the Pops.
0: NMD, baby, deep,
1: deep down. I can actually come up with that Tracking of
0: convertible driving through Malibu? I've got a hit. Where's the next record studio? So, given the choice, here's a, you've got to answer yes or no. Um, I've got a gun to your head. You've got to make that decision now. Would you... Are you, are you staying in the modern day watching the movies today? Or are you going back in time and taking your movies out of Blockbuster one at a time and watching them like that?
1: Oh, definitely one at a time at Blockbuster, definitely. You're going back in time? Absolutely. And I'm sure, you know, once I go back in time, I'll be grumbling, thinking, well, there's no, you know, what do you mean I can't see Max to the Future 2? Oh, they're all out.
0: When yeah. do they
1: come back? I don't know, a week? Oh, rot. Or they'll just say, before you go, Mr Redwoods, you've got a fine. You haven't brought back Living Daylights. Ten yeah. quid. Ten pounds? Yeah, ten pounds. Okay, I, I can't find it. It's not in the flat. Oh, we okay. To well,
0: then you we have to buy it. It's fifteen pounds.
1: What? So I've got to do the, the debt. Ten pounds. Well, talk and... to me like that. Mr. Sorry, Edwards. I apologise. Sorry, there's no room. Sorry, there's no room for that. But I know it's not you. It's Mr. Blockbuster in charge of the company. But that's twenty five. That's that's a quarter of a hundred pounds now.
0: Ah, Hello, David, I'm Mr. Blockbuster. Well, I'm glad you, you're in town. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't don't, don't need to run with that.
1: That's all absolutely. Put your uh, comedy trainers uh, <laughs> aside, Mr. <laughs> Elf. to start sprinting with that
0: one. Right, so, um, yeah, God, I was just imagining then, going back in time. You've, you've had a taste of the modern world. Go back in time. Oh, can I watch that? Oh, yeah, with some, with someone it'll be back on Wednesday. Oh.
1: I know, yeah. Okay. Good we are, we've got it. What Jeremy. can I watch
0: out of all the new films? Well, there's that one and that one. The rest are out. Oh, right. I do you know what? I think it's better. I think it's better. Okay, okay. Well, I, I'm going to focus my attention on the witches of Eastwick.
1: So, absolutely, totally, completely, and utterly. Do you know what I mean? And then, uh, then you actually just go and embrace that in a big, big way. I mean, the other thing—the lazy part of me—is having to actually get off the couch and walk to blockbusters.
0: Yeah. Did the, you did work to blockbusters, didn't you? Oh yeah, God, yeah. Three occasions. Fucking hell. Can we do a blockbuster special where we talk about Oh we've got to do a Blockbuster special where we talk about you working at Blockbusters?
1: I worked at three of them. Okay.
0: Well, Well,
1: we can definitely do that. Hit the old nostalgia button and go to a nostalgia. I can't believe they've gone. Every time I was in between jobs, it'd be like, Mr. Blockbuster, can I come back? Please. Do you know what I, mean? I think I would have gone back again.
0: Let's let's save it. Let's save let's the blockbuster special. Maybe we can do it at Christmas. Anyway, thank you, David. No, thank you. David Edwards Movie News. So, um, have you got any movie news this week?
1: Yeah, there's lots of interesting movie news. One that's really interesting is that um Disney are getting really panicked at the moment. And I, people kept telling me about this, and I, I thought it was rubbish. Like, well, this, this can't be the case. There's a massive fear that by 2024, because Mickey Mouse has been around since 1928, it's going to pub- become a public domain. Because it's like anything, it's like classical music or well known novels that have been around for such a period of time. And you'll be able to do what you want with it. So people will be able to actually take um, Mickey Mouse and uh, create their own like films and other you know uh, media based narratives around it and apparently it's already happened with winnie the pooh uh winnie the pooh horror movie has come out uh it can and it's linked to that it's the public domain that this stuff's been around for so long it first came out in the 20s sorry now i you're... don't know
0: the rules of this what, what what happens after a certain amount of time yeah, in a certain amount of time, it becomes a public domain to, like... Is there a, a, literally a specific amount of time?
1: Well, I'm trying to think what it would be then. So I think it's just below um, 100 years, because it's 28 Mickey Mouse uh, was first come out, 1928, and then 2024, Disney are very worried that, um, that uh, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse would go into public domain. You've got to be very clever in what you do with Mickey Mouse, It can't in any way be negative towards the Disney brand. So I think Disney are hoping that Mickey Mouse is so related to Disney that you can't really do anything outside of that. You know, for instance, with Winnie the Pooh, they made sure the Winnie the Pooh horror um, bear uh, looks nothing like the Disney Winnie the Pooh. uh, But it's got Winnie the Pooh all over it and piglets in it but they've made it look very dissimilar to the Winnie the Pooh linked who's to another written, brand.
0: But who's made the bloody Winnie the Pooh horror? I know. Give me, give me a break. Well, the thing is, it's
1: a PR machine built inside it, isn't it? Everyone's talking about it. A Winnie the Pooh horror? It's like, yeah, we can do that because of public domain. And it gave them a PR press platform at Cam because of that. So it's, it's more about marketing than anything else. After after that, you just got a bloke in a mask who's pretending to be a bear with a dagger. There's nothing else oh, so beside I'm it. reading it now. But yeah, they filmed it. There's a poster and everything. But I mean, if you're very clever with your Mickey Mouse concepts, um come 2024, you better go full full head with it. Winnie as long Pooh, as it's not...
0: Blood and Honey.
1: That's it. Yes. It in follows and Pooh
0: and Piglet as they go on a rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them. To be fair, it sounds quite. <laughs>
1: quite a twist. I didn't know Christopher <laughs> Robin was in it. <laughs> Goodness me. Maybe, maybe that will be one to stream. Maybe- oh, oh,
0: don't do this to Winnie the Pooh. Leave him alone.
1: You can imagine a certain audience, like teenagers who have grown up, grown up with Winnie the Pooh as a kid. They liking the idea of a sort of a punk Winnie the Pooh.
0: Oh, leave him alone.
1: Winnie the Pooh meets Saw type of vibe, and it really is dark, very low budget.
0: You know, kind of like a exploitation slasher film. Six months ago, A.O. Milne's Winnie the Pooh entered the public domain. Which makes sense, because it came out early 20s, didn't it? Did it really? Yes, it did, yeah. So what they're saying is it's not
1: the Disney Winnie the Pooh, it'll be the original Winnie the Pooh linked to the novel. And um, the horror film had to make sure that their, their version was nothing like the Disney one.
0: Right. In most countries, the term of protection of copyright expires on the first day of January, 70 years after the death of the latest living author.
1: Right, so, I mean, with with Mickey the Mouse, it would be, um, Mickey Mouse, not Mickey the Mouse. Uh, it it would be the death of Walt.
0: Genuinely, if something was published before 1923, it's in the public domain. If it was an unpublished work and the author died over 70 years ago, it's in the public domain. If it was written by an anonymous author over 120 years ago, it's in the public domain.
1: There you go. That's why they do loads of Robin Hood and King Arthur films and things like that, in the sense that it's a well-known franchise name, but you don't have to own it like Marvel or uh, Star Wars. So as soon as you see King Arthur in a poster or Robin Hood, it's like, oh, oh, I know him, I know all about that, you know? So the advertising's it, it's dumb, but you don't have to buy it. You know, anyone can get involved with that. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say is a clever way to start a franchise is to take something that everyone knows because it's inherently a franchise but you don't have to buy it for like a billion dollars like Star Wars
0: what would you do with Winnie the Pooh not Winnie the Pooh uh Mickey the, Mickey Mouse you would have to really rebrand Mickey Mouse I mean you've got very... David you've got 10 seconds you've got to come up with a Mickey Mouse film off your own back go
1: Mickey Mouse, I would basically, um, this is what happens in Hollywood, isn't it? You come into a studio meeting, This is, do, you know the, do you know the film Prometheus, uh, that new alien film? He had to pitch that out the blue and he managed it and he got the script. But he, he didn't come into the meeting for Prometheus, he came in for something completely different. They're like, oh, while you're here, we're, we're thinking about doing another alien film. And he managed to pitch it there and then right really but then he, said he left the room thinking "Shit, i've got to write this now <laughs> i've impressed them but he's really rid- quite what a ridiculous way to start a film <laughs> i know and a ridiculous way to live a life as David, well isn't it? mickey mouse now mickey mouse i would basically um yeah would, yeah yeah i do an urban uh, element of mickey where okay he's an out of um yeah i would be very self-aware and postmodern in the come extent- on quick we've got to have a coffee um, break
0: soon david in Mickey 1928
1: mouse. he becomes public domain and that means yes. anyone
0: owns him yes let's so
1: go got- let's go let's go let's go it's, it's like mr washington goes to washington yes. the um, um uh jimmy stewart idea and he's got to go to the court and say i want to have my own domain back on my uh, own yes yeah.
0: be I don't with want you to be in a set cafe back. be with you in a set cafe let's do this david what's the idea yes. what's um, the idea
1: uh, so the idea is, it's a man like Philadelphia, well, that man had HIV, but it's a case of he's in, he's in a court, and it's the mouse trying to say, I'm okay. not in the public's domain. Yeah, I'm not okay, public's we love domain. it. Go make it, son. I'm gonna start, really? I'm gonna write that, thank you. Vicky's domain, it's gonna be called.
0: Thank you for this week's uh, movie news.
1: No, not no, at all, thank you. Sort of trying to get my, my brain back centred then, rebalancing the marbles inside of my skull.
0: David Edwards Movie Review Okay, so movie review time Yes, uh, Murder on the Orient Express Right There we go, that- I
1: get so excited Have you watched it? Yes I have, oh yeah, oh gosh yeah I've definitely, I've definitely oh, watched fucking it fucking
0: hell David, I love this So, tell me all about it
1: Yeah, it was um <laughs> It started off well. All your reviews start with, yeah, it's got to be said. Um, (laughs) yeah, it it does start off basically what it is. It's, I mean, it's what they hang
0: hang on a minute. How many sittings did it
1: take? Basically, it took me um, three sittings. One morning, I did it on the Saturday morning. The first, uh, uh, it was three, yeah, so it was three sittings and it was a case of um the first 40 minutes were fine uh, basically what it is it's, it's what they call in the um like film journalists call like um which isn't a fancy term but they call it a package Whereby it's more like the you can tell the producers have sat down to create this really sexy package of like talent coming together to work together. Yeah. But the actual story itself doesn't I mean it's an act of Christie book, so maybe it's down to taste. But I mean it's got endless celebrities in it. So it's like a comic relief spoof special. And also I didn't realize it was Sidney LeMay who directed it and personally it's slightly beneath him really i mean it's not for me to say but you could tell that it's a big paycheck for him he's like right i've done because i mean this is the guy who directed 12 angry men serpico and dogs day afternoon did he do french connection no that's william friedkin but he's definitely in that ilk you are right that kind of alter 70s hard-boiled type of vibe um but um it's um I would basically say at the beginning, it is loads and loads of fun where you see all the different celebrities pop up. So you've got Anthony Perkins, Sean Connery, Lauren Bacall, Ingrid Bergman, Michael York. Anth- now, the thing is... Um, Anthea Turner? Anthea Turner, no, that's the only one he missed out. But she would do perfectly because it's all about a challenge. Do you know what I mean? It's all about actually being given a challenge and running with it, having a can-do attitude. Or Annika Rice. Oh, that, that's who I was thinking, actually, Annika yeah. Rice. <laughs> How did you work that out? That's bizarre, isn't it? Te- yeah, Anthea Turner is completely different. She's yeah. left the screen, isn't she? Of a blonde bob, yeah blonde haircut. So what, what really has gone? <laughs> What's it all Hoover? about? What's the movie about? Um, the movie's about they're all in this um this train moving along. Uh, Poirot is fresh from uh, another murder mystery, so he's he's basically come from
0: one and he's moving along it. I've got to he- say to you, can I sorry? I, as soon as I hear the name Poirot, I go. Mm.
1: I know. Well, it's the sort of thing your mum watches on a Sunday right. afternoon. Leave my mum out of it. Yeah, you know, you're quite right. Absolutely. Do you know what my mum watches? Crying out loud. She she's might be age poor. Absolutely. She's she's above that. for God's sake. Just because your mother watches ITV. Don't so they're all a on a train. They're all on a train. They're all on a train. Murder takes place, and it's very much you know who did it. Simple as that. The train comes um, screechings or halts, obviously because there's a murder, and also there's weather issues. So a mixture of the two. And it's a case of actually working out who the murderer is. And so it's, it's quite claustrophobic. It's all just in these carriages. But then again, you can't really slag that off because I mean, that is what it is. It's a murder on an Orient Express. You know, if they suddenly cut somewhere else, it would probably be a bit disorientating, but it's it's a case murder of- Murder
0: on the disorientating Express.
1: That would be a perfect um, tongue-in-cheek headline if you're doing it for The Guardian or something like that and also the cinematography do you know that cinematography in the 70s where it's got that vaseline lens I, I, I can't quite explain it where it's got that vaseline kind of sunday sleepy kind of lens feel
0: i think i the do whole know.
1: film is film like that which isn't like sydney lumet's um other movies they're a lot more hard-boiled and um and, and based in reality but yeah the celebrities are fascinating oh there comes sean connery lauren bacall's still good looking you know and, and the other thing is, um, Albert Finney, he got a, uh, an Oscar nomination for his um, actual role as Poirot. I thought it was okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't knock it. I certainly couldn't do any better. But um, it was... And also, I watched The Making Of. It was on YouTube. And um, he was... The, the dedication was incredible in the sense that he was doing a theatre play at the same time. And they had um, organised an ambulance for him to drive him from the theatre to the set, to the train, I guess, um, and it was an ambulance, so he could lay down and sleep in it, and they could get through the actual traffic quickly to get him to the set.
0: He just loved to act.
1: Oh, absolutely, to the extent that he needed a life support system attached to him. Well, let's wheels. have a listen. Well,
0: let's have a little listen to a bit of murder on the Orient Express.
1: Silent, yes. At peace, no. By 2 o'clock, the murder was afoot. And visited.
0: My daughter. My granddaughter. Armstrong, a great soldier, and an even greater friend. And for Mrs. Armstrong, they took me into their home and their hearts.
1: <laughs> for they are Daisy and my
0: God, to forgive me. <sighs> okay. So you mentioned after about forty minutes, you kind of started zoning out. Why? What? What happened around that period? Zero jeopardy
1: never based in reality it was more about it's it's a it's a platform for movie stars so you're never fully you know once you've seen sean connery pop up on the screen there's nothing else after that After there's no narrative to develop so no jeopardy and also the comedy is a bit broad and naff and a bit dated in places not that it leans too much on the comedy but every now and then you get a like oh you know mister kind of comedian <laughs> Oh, where yeah. are you putting those onions type of yeah. It's not, that, it's not Benny Hill. Yeah. It doesn't suddenly yeah. speed up and they start chasing each other yeah. out of carriages.
0: Yeah. But um God, the it's... idea of watching a movie just they're all stuck on a train, that frustrates me. I think I'd want to scream.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because it's not like um and also it's not like die hard, like or uh buried with Ryan um Reynolds, where they're trapped so much it's like who's the murderer you don't really care who the murderer is Do you know what i mean it's like all oh, right he did it whatever <laughs> there's no impending doom and i'll tell you everything is uh... the murderer is not planning to murder anyone else so it's like someone's going to get a slap wrist and sent off to jail and they're all, they're all rich they've got bloody good lawyers so it's not it's not there's no any <laughs> There's no real proper jeopardy this device. sounds like homework this film I yeah, well as about. i say it was interesting at the beginning because when Lumaire's name came up i was like oh like, here we go i'm up Ooh, for a treat here where'd you know? those
0: onions
1: yeah it really was that oh they're on my lap
0: that's where they are don't you just love doing this podcast because now if you're at dinner party and it comes up you can go yes i've watched that and you can get oh yes fantastic
1: do you know, bizarrely, it's a dark thing to say, but as I'm watching it, I pretend people are asking my opinion. <laughs> it's that
0: terrible, what, isn't it? do you pretend that people are asking you about the film?
1: Well, I, I'm sort of dropping these really well-observed comments and points and the whole room's hushed and listening yeah, to Yeah, I think, they, you, know, you know,
0: we get a fair few fair few listeners, so they're all hanging off every word. So just say hi. Do you want to say hi to the listeners? Hi, listeners. I hope my
1: cinematic jewels are uh, sparkling in your worlds as we speak. That are dropping from my, my my lips. Okay.
0: You can only hope. You can only pray. So, David, um, I'm going to ask you now. Uh, leave a little gap, please. But I'm going to ask you now. Murder on the Orient Express, 1970. What? Three was it? Four. It was. Yeah, I have the date here. Let's. Uh, um No worries. Uh, here we go. Um, Oh, blimey, in all these notes, I've got don't no do Murder on the Orient Express. How many chalk ices out of five are you giving it?
1: I would give it 2.5 if I'm allowed that 0.5.
0: Yeah, you are. Two and a half truck ice, is out of five? Yeah, I
1: think um, three's too much uh, and two's just too nasty. It'd be a nightmare if you worked for, for Empire and you couldn't slice a star in half. You'd be up all
0: night, wouldn't you? Well, what if you couldn't, what would you give it, two or three?
1: i would say three because you've got to think about other audiences and i think of perhaps a more older audience mature because you can't get more mature than 44 can you i've got to grow up at some point but you know somebody grew up in a different era probably would get a lot out of it are you you 44 yes i am i had to check that for a second i don't like the
0: idea of you being 50. no
1: i don't it's a bloody nightmare isn't it it's a disaster It's an absolute apocalypse. Just a yeah. slow-burning... like a nuclear bomb going off in slow motion. Just a mushroom cloud appearing in the background. It's awful.
0: OK, so uh, <laughs> Murder on the Yori Express, you're giving it two chalk half chock-ices out of five.
1: Do you know one thing I've got to say? I thought the ending, as much as I was semi-bored, it was better than Knives Out. The, the ending to that—not that I'm going to spoil it—there was no twist there at all. But having said that, *Knives Out* is very popular. They're filming two more. What do I know? You've always got to keep that in context. And have I ever tried to sit down and write a *Who Did It*? No. Yeah, I'm got
0: to keep saying that. On, yeah, I'm got to keep saying. No,
1: I know that. I don't keep saying. Yeah. <laughs> that. I think the thing is, you are right. I don't need to keep saying that. But the more I understand the industry,
0: yeah. Um,
1: you do start. You do, yeah. Bloody tough. You
0: do really start. Tough. You know, All there's nothing, these well, bloody critics with their opinions who definitely. don't actually ever get off their kin off.
1: No, it's true, though. It is like a whining child. It is true. It is, it's created quite a schizophrenic mentality to me, which is a case of um, my my knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, that didn't entertain me. you ruined my Saturday night. <laughs> you, know, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. But it's a case of... Um, there's another part of me it's like no one turns up to make a yeah. crap film no one no. goes to LA half-heartedly Course I mean not. these people are, are so focused most of them are bloody sociopaths do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. so I mean if they if they've um in any way let you down they didn't do it on
0: purpose
1: yeah meet them halfway for yeah, God's meet sake the so-
0: meet the sociopaths
1: halfway. yeah abs- meet the sociopaths halfway that's <laughs> almighty thank you David for your review <laughs> for no your no review. not at all not at all
0: David Edwards movie tip. So, David, um, have you got any movie tips this week? I've got a very interesting movie tip. This oh. is
1: a really interesting one. Get ready okay. to rumble with this one. Really? Um, okay, you've never been like this before with your movie. Yeah, tips. this is this is really interesting. Okay, so it's a guy. This is a stop motion film, yeah. but it's for adults. And um, doesn't mean it's lewd. It just means it's adult, as in theme, you know, so, so, but, and it's subject matter. And it's um, it's by Phil Tippett. Now Phil Tippett is a well-known stop animation um, special effects supervisor. He was part of the original Industrial Light and Magic team who put Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi together. So, for instance, he do you remember the massive monster that I should know the name of? That, so that it's
0: that Luke- Star Wars with it's
1: Harrison Ford in Star Wars. Yeah, unfortunately, so. But Harrison Ford won't be mentioned. In this but he has been on knowing. I just wanted
0: to mention him this episode. Yeah, carry on.
1: He has. He has. He's popped his head out. Wow, yeah, knowing it, he's popped his yeah. bloody head up. He looked. Did um, he look
0: handsome in that watch along we did?
1: Oh god, yeah. I was thinking about that when I was making pouring milk on my muesli this morning. He just just suddenly wandered into my head. Do you know what I mean? it just gives me hope and optimism. <laughs> yeah, like okay. any sort
0: of like uh, prophet. Yeah, but
1: it's a case of um.
0: I, sorry, I watched a little um behind the scenes of Raiders of the Lost Ark you've probably seen it and
1: oh yes which one was that what it's like I an seen? hour
0: long it's this oh it's really good though I think i Spielberg's seen kind of going okay so we we'll want you to walk there and then the the uh, vehicle comes there and you notice it and you turn around and then you duck inside the tent and does that make sense and uh it's along the lines of Harrison Ford says nah eh, not really and uh <sighs> Spielberg goes, no, me neither. And they chuckle and just walk on. I, I want to oh work on your set. God. You're
1: lovely. It really is like, it does seem as though they kind of got on film sets they're a great place for for dreams uh, dreams, daydreams aren't they just one james cameron said that he said that before most his early films always thought it was going to be a one big family environment you know right right just a team coming together a big like new age hippie love fest
0: yeah And he just
1: said in actual fact it's just this heavy political uphill army military struggle all the
0: way steven seems so gentle and
1: well weird. there's the there's the, in the rap party there's not a rap party they, they filmed the last scene on raids of lost ark and harrison ford uh wanders over to him and empties a whole water bottle uh, uh cup of water on his head type <sighs> of thing And it's just like a lovely little laughter and i think <laughs> then Spielberg turns around and throws his him on, on his oh, water on harrison oh. it's kind of like a water cup um kiss stephen that...
0: if i know you're not listening but if you are listening just Consider me for a role, please. Oh,
1: just to have a bit of Spielberg time, for crying out loud. Oh. Anyway, sorry, Phil Tippett. Phil Tippett, he worked on um, all the special effects of the early Star Wars films. A good example of is, do you remember when Luke Skywalker is dropped into a pit by Jabba the Hutt, and he's got to actually fight that massive monster uh, that, that chases him around that arena. That's all stop motion and Phil Tippett did that. So in a way, he's like the advanced Harry Hauhausen, I haven't pronounced that surname correctly, who did all the um, the Sinbad uh, films. He's like a more modern version of that. He's very elderly now. He also did the ED-209 from Robocop. Do you remember the, um, that, the, oh, you, you'd love Robocop.
0: No, I don't think I would.
1: I, th- I think, see what you think of that. I think, you know, you might... I mean, I didn't it's not like the look just, of
0: Robocop. I didn't like the, the look of the character. I think
1: from an adult... When I watched it as a kid, I found it very
0: scarring. It's really dark and grizzly. But um, from an adult perspective... I didn't perspective, like his suit. I didn't like what he was wearing. Do you know what? I, gen- I genuinely didn't. I saw that suit as a 10-year-old and thought, nah, Not interested. It's definitely not for kids. It was too much. No, it's not even that. It's just, what is it? Why didn't I, uh, why didn't that appeal to me, the look of that suit? I think the thing with Robocop is, there's no one to
1: aspire to really. Everyone's just quite dark and lost. It's like a 2000 AD comic. You know, it's kind of like, it's got that darkness to it. There's no one really to aspire to as a hero. Yeah, he's hidden behind the helmet, isn't he? There's no... Do you, no, you... he's like a mangled, Confused Man inside an electronic robot. He's kind of in a living hell in many ways. And the villains are really quite horrific. I can't,
0: I can't... I felt like I was going to watch a film for an hour and a half just looking at a ball of metal. I'm like, you know, I'm not interested in that.
1: There were... um But he's like, you know, he's trying to explore his humanity and things in that vein as a robot. I think... um, Not selling it to me, Edwards. Anyway, Phil Tippett. Phil Tippett, Phil Tippett. Well, Phil Tippett did a... um, he did that robot character in Robocop. And also he did the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park, the bits that were stop motion. And, but anyway, he's now got less and less to do with the industry. He's a very elderly man. And in the background for 30 years, he's been making his own stop-motion film called um god make sure i don't get this name wrong because i'm terrible uh uh it's basically um uh mad god god is it called yes it's called mad god and it's basically a film he's been making for 30 years on his own so in between films he's going back to his studio that's linked to his home and just slowly making this animation film and it's a very surreal nightmare dreamscape movie about a character called the assassin who most of the time goes around with his, um, identity, uh, disguise with like a gas mask. And he's got a mission to go into this hell zone and blow it up. And I guess the best way of describing it, it's like a Metallica or Iron Maiden music video from the eighties over an hour and a half. And, um, know, yeah, if you're into something experimental, he's got incredible stop motion skills. You know, um, you know, background objects coming to alive in this kind of like hellscape, almost dreamscape. Like it's like Terry Gilliam, but of a darker energy. When, um, when's this available? To it's available now, and you can get it on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. It went straight to streaming. It, it was a release on in some film festivals, um, and it got good, you know, good word of mouth. It got good reactions, but it's a very much an underground movie. Yeah, this is a guy who's made his his bread, if you like, within mainstream blockbusters. But now he's doing his own thing. Do you know it he's one
0: hundred and seventeen a... years old, Phil Tippett? I wouldn't be surprised. No, well, he's what is 70. His actu- He's seventy. <coughs> I'm looking at a picture of him working on Star Wars. He's Just a young guy. It's oh, massively! Guy.
1: I think he worked on the X, ex- the um, Death Star attack for Industrial Light and Magic. Strange and, how uh, we
0: age, isn't it?
1: Oh God, yeah. Absolute mad just, just the just the germ in petri dish just slowly evolving and mutating, isn't that? It? I mean in actual fact, you know, if, if it was up to natural science, we'd all be well, not all of us would be dead, but we would probably be dead in the sense that um you know it's just the medical science that's keeping us going now. Do you know what I mean? I'd be on my last we, leg.
0: This this movie, this uh, podcast is just uh movies and uh existential funk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: Unfortunately.
0: Yeah yeah the fear um, of the
1: impending death
0: yeah well okay thank you for that david thank you for your movie tip phil Tippett, and mad god mad god definitely and, phil yeah. tip- and i'll tell you something if you want to follow
1: up with that disney plus are doing an industrial light and magic documentary series it's a six-parter interestingly it's directed by lawrence Kasdan, who wrote raiders of the lost art okay and it's really interesting oh, and that's
0: out now as well
1: That is out now on Disney+. Plus. It's a six-part series. It's fascinating. And the -the uh, fly-on-the-wall documentary footage they've got of George Lucas making um, New Hope is really interesting. It's just like a bloke in an office trying to work out the politics of just putting this project together. Yeah. And there's one scene where they're trying to... You know the bit where um, Darth Vader slays Alec
0: um, Guinness? Or even Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Vader. I think you've been correcting
1: yeah. me since day yeah, one. yeah, with that yeah. One.
0: It still baffles me like how much you love that film and yet you never actually call him Darth Vader. The other thing that baffles me
1: is that you're the first person to actually mention it to me bizarrely. And you are right. You're completely right. So it's amazing that I've got away with it for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: someone else has mentioned it to me since. It's like just me talking about just... football and calling Gary Linnick. Well, no, it's Galilee Lineker. Yeah, it's a very bizarre.
1: I, imagine, I, I think I've mentioned uh, Darth. Darth. What do I say when Darth. Dar,
0: Darth Vader.
1: Darth Vader. Very bizarre. <laughs> very bizarre. I remember I had to, like, um, really learn the word Jurassic. I just couldn't deal with that.
0: Well, what, was what, what did you say?
1: Jurassic, Morassic. Really <laughs> bizarre, bizarre. Morass-
0: Morassic. No, you didn't say morassic. Oh no,
1: no, no! It was I was really um struggling with it, sort of thing. And no. I've just been wanting to talk about this new dinosaur film. Well, it's some form of like low-level dyslexia or something. Oh, uh, Whatever it is, I'm not going to get a free car park space and a free Apple Mac for
0: the post. There's nothing. I that can't bad. say. Um, I can't say. Um, what's the word? I can't say. Oh, I can't remember now. Another one.
1: Monster instead of monster. That's bizarre. Are oh, you say monster? Monster. Very. There was that new Gareth Edwards film called Monster that came out. Yeah. And um, I wanted to talk about that as I do, get obsessed by some things. So I'd stop people on the, on, on the streets in Britain and ask them about it. And, um, yeah, it's just like, mon- monster, monster, munch, monster, munch. I don't know where I've got monster. There is the monsters, isn't there, a TV show. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it was that.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for, for your movie tip, Dave. <laughs> there we go. My psychological
1: analysis alongside it.
0: Dave. Dave. Edwards Random Film Generator. Right, so here we are. So uh, we're at the uh, old Random Film Generator machine. Here we go. Let's have a look. This is my favourite bit of the week. Uh, this is where we pick uh, three films, and you have to choose which one you're gonna watch, or well, you don't get a say, but you randomly choose. So, um, I really want to. I really want to pick a film that gets you excited. I feel like there's been a lot of homework for you.
1: Well, no, not entirely, because I mean, uh, Westworld, I was, I
0: really yeah. enjoyed that, and well, also one nice. of the worlds, I really enjoyed as well. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, let's pick a genre. Let's start up the machine. Let's go for it. Tell it. me oh. when to stop. Stop. Science fiction. Oh. And the decade. Stop. 2010s.
1: Now, this could be good, couldn't it?
0: OK, tell me when to stop. Stop. Level 16.
1: Never heard of that. 2010
0: level sci-fi. 2018, to level 16. What is that? Teenage girls of an academy are meticulously trained in the art of being clean girls.
1: <laughs> what does that mean? Sounds
0: like soft porn to me. Okay. The sci-fi
1: angle. Okay,
0: right, and let's. Well, I hope choose...
1: Norton uh, Web Security lets me watch that.
0: <laughs> let's choose the yeah. genre. Stop. Drama. And... Can't go wrong with drama.
1: Life is a drama.
0: And the decade. Drama. Stop. 1990s. And we generate. A of drama in 1990s. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Shawshank Redemption. Seen that. I have seen that, unfortunately. Then we carry on. Stop. Deconstructing Harry. I've seen that, unfortunately. Then we carry on. Stop. Forrest
1: Gump. I've certainly seen Forrest Gump. I think I have anyway. It's one of those films where, you know... um, Yeah. ...reference so many times. It's like Dirty Dancing. I have to remind myself I haven't seen that.
0: Stop. Carry on. Three colors white.
1: I've seen that one. Then we have to regenerate. Fantastic. Goodness me. I guess it's the 90s, isn't it? I was doing nothing but just sat on my ass watching films.
0: Tell me when to stop. Stop. Perfect world. Kevin Costner and Clint see- Eastwood. Clint
1: Eastwood, I've not seen that with a kid, isn't it? Oh, very nice. I would like to watch that. Yeah, perfect world. That's him fresh from Dances of Wolves. It's like Kevin Costner yeah. goes on the run with a kid and Clint Eastwood's the cop.
0: Nice. Going after them. Okay, so let's choose another genre. Stop. Comedy. Lovely. And the year. Stop. 1960s.
1: My gosh, what would that be? Something like a hot. And we it's
0: a lot earlier than that, isn't it? Nineteen sixteen. Tell me when to stop. Wait, Peter Sellers. That's uh, stop. Chitty Chitty bang bang.
1: I've seen that one, unfortunately.
0: And we continue. Stop. The exterminating angel.
1: Who's in that one? That's.
0: Don't know the exterminating angel. Okay, so.
1: Terminating Angel, who's that? Oh, I love this. I've never Uh, heard that in my life. It doesn't sound like a 60s film. It sounds like a 90s manga movie.
0: Okay. So I've uh, mixed up the films. I've given them A, B and C. And now it's your chance to pick that film. A, B or C. See. Perfect World. Oh, Ooh, oh my goodness. Super duper. Yeah, that is
1: super duper. I'm amazed I never watched that one actually.
0: Perfect World.
1: Who directed that? That is interesting. Is that, did Clint Eastwood direct it?
0: Interesting. John Lehancock. John oh, no, 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 sorry. Clint Eastwood did. Clint directed it? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Laura Dern, stars Laura Dern, Kevin Costner and Clint Eastwood. And it's a very early
1: 90s, isn't it? It's, it's post-Dances of Wolves, so it'll be like thir- 93, 94. Never heard of it. Oh, oh, no, it was a big one when it came out. I don't know if they did that one at the box office, but it's a big deal. Lots of publicity behind it. I think that was the beginning of Costner's career kind of dropping a bit, because he had that Robin Hood, Dances with Wolves year, didn't he? Oh, was it? where he, got, he was the Oscar man and the box office man. Waterworld was the, uh, was the kiss of death. But having said that, you know, Kevin Costner, he's massive in America now with that TV show, Yellow, Yellowstone, that we don't really get here in Britain, um, which is the only normal network TV show. It's a cowboy show in America that gets massive ratings, written by a guy called Taylor Sheridan. So, i mean in actual fact kevin costner's star has really risen it's just that we've got so many different tv outlets now that perhaps not everyone's aware of it
0: well perfect world you're reviewing next week david
1: looking forward to it i'll be watching that tonight with a pizza okay yeah it's friday isn't it it's friday lovely At end of week freedom you can exhale pizza friday see you later want a middle finger up to the man and the bloody system on free is Shawshank Redemption Friday. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Have some of this. Sit on this and have a twirl. So we're going to say goodbye to our regular listeners, but we've got some questions to answer from the patrons if you're up for it, David. Certainly up for it. Very much looking forward to it. So thank you very much for listening. If you want to uh, listen to the rest of this podcast, just go to patreon.com forward slash David L. That's E-A-R-L. Wonderful.
1: There we go. Get those net- get those letters yeah. right for the
0: internet. Yeah. No, thank you David. And uh no, thank you. And uh, I'll see you next week. Jeff looking forward to it.